Gentlemen, you realize that we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it, you've got! Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? And I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer real quick, if that's okay. Uh, okay. Is that cool with you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do we have to watch it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> No, no! Okay, good, my mic is blocking it. <laughs> I'm not watching it. It's peculiar. Yes, and yet wondrously provocative. A cultural event of apocalyptic significance. It's almost as if... Why? It may disturb you. It may even shock you. Just leave me alone! Oh, God. What the hell are you? What do you think? <laughs> Are you a brother or a sister? Well, I'm an only child. As God is my witness, I will uncover the mystery that is Pat. Pretty creepy, huh? Pleased to meet you. Gorgeous. Do you have a photo of you in the nude? Yes, I do, sir. I need some feminine napkins. I am an hell now. You never know when Aunt Wilma's gonna stop by for lunch. <laughs> it's a word for what you are. Charismatic? <laughs> this summer, if you think it's a man. Pat, I'm in a towel. Should I be embarrassed? Ouch. If you're positive it's a woman. Oh, this is something, something we'll both, both enjoy. enjoy. Then there's one thing for sure. What's Pat's laundry like? It was, you know, bras, panties, boxer shorts, jock straps. It's Pat, the movie. Oh, Pat, is that a banana in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> no, it's a banana. <laughs> my God, go. oh my God, oh my God. That's the thing that happened. This is It Came From The Bottom. And as usual, I'm Jack Allison. Zip Rampy. Adina Broomer. I would like to personally give a, a formal apology to everyone behind the making of Theodore Rex because, man, we watched its pat this week and... Oh. <laughs> What a time. Seriously, Theodore Rex should have won an Oscar in... in <laughs> it's a <laughs> so we went into this with uh, some different perspectives. This was kind of just the way it ended up working out. So yep. Zip, you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you had seen the movie and you had seen the shorts. You were pretty well acquainted with them. Yes, I was a huge fan of Saturday Night Live growing up. And uh, so... Any of those, uh, they used to release collections on VHS of the best of, so they had all of the, 
it's Pat. They had all of the, uh, you know, uh, just in any specific character, like Wayne's World, they had the, a collection of all the best Wayne's World sketches and things like that. So I would collect all of those. Uh, and then in trying to collect those, I came across one that said, it's Pat. And I thought, oh, great. They released a collection of those. No, it was this movie. <laughs> That's no. how I saw this movie. You poor bastard. Oh, yeah. And Adina, you... Uh, you I, so yeah, I knew some of the, the sketches, mm. but I had never seen the movie, and there was a really good reason for that. Mm. Yeah, and now much. I know. <laughs> and as for me, I, I have seen neither. I, 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 watched, uh, I grew up watching a lot of Saturday Night Live, but I just missed, uh, I missed the It's Pat sketches, so I went into this completely with a blank slate. And I personally don't know if I'm, if I'm ever going to watch the. <laughs> you don't have to. Clips. I, yeah, I you don't, don't have to. Have to. Let, let me guess. Let me just take a stab in the dark. Here. All right, Is go it for about? It. Yeah. Is the running joke um, the fact that you don't know what their gender is? Yeah. Th- that's it. That's yes. it. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, you don't know if Pat is a man or a woman. Sorry, that's I just, the I just, entirety yeah. of the sketch. <laughs> it's completely from my intuition. I just I, this is complete stab in the dark. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, so uh, that I guess that more or less gives our opening <laughs> thoughts going into this. So you know, zip with some dread, uh, yeah. and Adina and myself with uh, horror. That's yeah. a good word. That's a good word. Uh, just from the trailer alone, I was just terrified of walking into this. And sad to say, I've had to watch this three times in preparation for this podcast today. So oh. three times. Three times. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I proof that I'm a sadist. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess without further ado, let's go ahead and launch into what we saw. I get you know actually before I get too ahead of myself, I think we should probably address the elephant in the room here. What was that? What do you guys think uh, is the gender? Who do you guys do you guys think Pat is a boy or a girl? Um. Uh. Well, I think ultimately it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because they're never going to tell us. Yeah, it doesn't That's matter. never the point. Mm-hmm. It's just purely the comedy derived from people wondering. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole joke. So yuck, yuck. I really, right. yeah, I don't really care at this <laughs> point. Yeah. Did, did, did I, you I have think. A guess well, I think the way they were both costumed, Dave Foley's character Chris and and Julia Sweeney's Pat. Um, to me, Pat looked more like a man and Chris looked more like a woman. But then you get also into the fact that the character is being played by a woman who looks like a man. And so, you know, it's, they tried to make it as ambiguous as possible. Um, But to me, in my perception, Pat just looked more like a man and Chris looked more like a woman, but you, they never tell you. Yeah. And by the time this movie was over, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I just wanted it to end, and I wanted it over. And yep. and it could have been over. In fact, I wrote down around, I think it was 31 minutes in. Okay, yeah. we can be done now. <laughs> uh, you know, funny enough, for me, when I was watching it for the first time, I, I stopped it thinking, okay, how much, this must be halfway through. I was 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. you know that's a great sign. It's and, and only the movie, 77 and the, minutes. Yeah, it's only it's uh, well, and even that most of it is credits. Right. Yeah, so, that's so true. So it's it's a good hour ten minutes. Yeah. Basically, that's about it. And yeah. I would much rather sit through the Hobbit trilogy in one sitting extended, than, <laughs> and it'd probably feel like a shorter experience. 
It might. This just this just dragged itself out. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you, Adina. There, I, I if I had to venture a guess, obviously they don't want you to to know. But if I had to venture a guess, I'd probably would drift more towards Pat being a boy, mostly because he or she reminded me of Eugene Levy. Yeah, they got that kind of look going on yes. with it. So yes, <laughs> yeah, that's kind yes. of where my my that orientation from that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, uh, I guess we got now got to jump into this movie. So we start off with my favorite um, device used in a movie, which is opening narration. And already, again, not having been familiar with the clips, not already being familiar with you know the the sketches, whatnot. I'm already dreading going into this because the voice is just driving me crazy right from the get go before I even see the character, Uh, and. Anyways, no, uh, not to drift too much on that. And then we proceed along a uterus. Yeah. A CGI uterus as Pat is being born. Oh, I don't think that was CGI. <laughs> don't tell me these things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure not. they yeah, made they that. They made that. It, well, it did, it and just, sent the camera down. It looks yeah. so strange. I mean, I'm, not, I'm mm-hmm. glad they didn't go with a realistic looking uterus. Right, right. <laughs> because, ugh. But I was expecting to see a TARDIS like spinning around right. in there at some point. I wasn't sure that what was going to happen. That would have made it so much better. Uh, would it though? <laughs> <laughs> because he could have rescued us from the movie. Thank uh, you. True. Yes. True. <laughs> Poke his head out. Run. <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, could we just spend this episode talking about Doctor Who. Yes. No. <laughs> oh. Uh, so then we get to the title cards, which looks exactly like an SNL opening. And the theme song is uh, great. The, the theme song is the same one from Saturday yeah. Night Live. It's the right. same exact one. And the se- theme song is great. Ja- except with a bit more jazz improv thrown in there yeah. just to stretch it out for the actual yes. entire credit sequence. And I liked the opening titles. Hmm. There, that's one thing. Best part. <laughs> and Mark Mothersbaugh did the music for this movie. Who is that? Lead singer and co-founder, Devo. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wrote that down because I yeah, was like, that's that an was, awesome name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the theme song was great, which I had already known, but yeah, I just yeah. like listening to it again. And the the opening titles were fun. I, I figured that came from the SNL short just because it it showed too much effort. I I, I feel like this movie just <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> based on how much effort was put into the rest of this. There's no way they would have written an entire theme song just for this movie. Right. So right. That that yes, that was nice. Um, so then we move along. We you know we we get uh, Pat's born and the mother can't decide what the gender is because well no they can but they don't tell us they don't right. tell us yeah. which again get used to that joke ladies and gentlemen because yeah. it is the arguably the only joke in the movie. Uh, yeah, I would, I would <laughs> agree with that. And but during the narration, mm-hmm. Julia Sweeney's narration talks about taking the road most traveled right before she's born. I oh, took yeah, the road was... most traveled, and which, I wrote down your mom's vagina, your mom's vagina is, <laughs> is the, the road, road most, most traveled. traveled. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it depends who you ask. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I understand the meaning of it, <laughs> right? But, but that, but in the moment, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you know, okay. what? your mom gets around. You know, okay. Pat's mother is a lovely, lovely woman. She is, and <laughs> what she does with her business is her business. <laughs> there you go. Just. <laughs> It's a and shame. then she gets dropped, or he. Yes, whoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Pat the, is immediately dropped. dropped. Immediately. And the doctor's like, "Oh, oh, oh look at here! <laughs> I dropped a baby." <laughs> yep. So, so then we, uh, we 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 move along with some more narration to young Pat in school. Yes. Again, we're shown um, the 
sexually uh, the sexually ambiguous uh, character uh, as they're approached by uh, two children, a boy and a girl in the class, both asking to be Valentines, and this very much confused me because she responds to both of them like, "Are you out of your mind?" Right, both of them. And I get I get the joke, I get what right. they're trying to do, but and also just a side note, that was a terrible dub. On that it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was obviously her voice. <laughs> Yes. Trying to yes. sound like an eight year old. It was yes. a mix terrible. between her, that and Marge Simpson or something. something. It was this weird raspiness that I was thinking, is this a child's. It was ridiculous. So, uh, and I'm just getting exhausted already. We're not even yep. up to grown up Pat. So, <laughs> anyways, so grown up Pat is, cut to grown up Pat is a mailman um, wearing an explorer's hat for some reason and just doing a terrible job, you know, reading people's mail before delivering it to them. Shoving mail uh, haphazardly into mailboxes. Um, that's it, it, see, this is why I'm apologizing to Theodore Rex because there's so little to talk about by comparison. At right. least, yeah, there really is. There's there's really no plot to this movie. There isn't. There isn't. And the thing is, from the start, Pat is an unlikable dick. From the start. From the start. Yeah. An egotistical. Mm-hmm. self-centered like there was there was no redemption and i was like who the hell would first of all how did he she get employed mm-hmm. anywhere like before she gets fired from the post office i was like after four days how is she still employed who's re- who's referencing <clears throat> this person right right yeah. right you know how how did pat get to be what 30 right in the movie 30, 33, 33. Because that's right jesus jesus right so how did pat get to be 33 because we need another excuse for atheism in this country folks oh, oh right <laughs> okay movie. right okay <laughs> so her apartment is totally boss okay that's one of the other mm-hmm. things i liked about her apartment it was amazing yep. she had all sorts of great stuff how the hell do you afford this apartment yeah okay by yourself when you get fired what did, what did Pat say at one point? She had 27 jobs in a year? In a year, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, completely unlikable. And then we're supposed to believe that somebody falls in love with Pat. Only because he, she is as sexually ambiguous, ambiguous androgynous as, yeah. as Pat is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... it. it <laughs> Is there a classification of like a sexual attra- attraction to being attracted to androgynous people? Because that's what this movie's really trying to hit us over the head with. If you aren't, if you're, you know, if you can't be assigned that a gender, then hey, it's bad. Right, <laughs> and then and then the fact that Kyle, their neighbor, yeah, oh God, don't. Uh... And Charles Rocket's pretty good, and he was on SNL too. Like there were some mm-hmm. really good people in this movie. Kathy Najimy. She's fantastic. Yep. She was completely underutilized in this movie. Yep. Oh, and absolutely. Kathy Griffin playing herself. Tim, Tim, right. Phil Amar and Tim Meadows are both in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then Charles Rocket, who I never bought from the start. I never bought. We'll, we'll get to Charles Sorry. Rocket in okay. a second. Well, what the, the big, one of the major plot points, if you can call it that in this movie, is the fact that Pat's looking for a job. Pat doesn't know, like we don't know her, her gender, his or her gender. This is going to get so difficult to say his or her. So just, so just forgive <laughs> just me if Pat. I say one or the other. Just yes, say Pat. Just say Pat. 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 He's looking for a job. They're not sure of what they want to do in this world. And so, they get fired from the mailman position, mm-hmm. uh, which I wrote this down. Why did her boss, his or her boss, 
put on a bulletproof vest before firing. Oh, her. it was because because that then was he right asked around, her, "You're not disgruntled, are you?" Right. That was right That's around the when people employee. went postal. Oh, okay. Going, yeah. going, oh. quote going unquote postal. postal. Yeah. So this movie's already dated. Yes. yes. Super. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. All right. So she. Okay, that makes sense then. It just. Yeah. <laughs> And that guy's a great actor, too. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he had approximately four lines. Yes. And so then Pat proceeds along the street and is looking longingly at all the different jobs that he or she wants, including astronauts right. that are just walking around just the city. walking around the city. It was firemen It was all service. But yeah, it was people. firemen, police uh, people, and astronauts. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then she goes to that sushi place. Yes. And then she sneezes all over the food, and the food is served, and there are no repercussions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sneezes on the food right in front of the customer. Right. They take it. They look at her, and they're like, ugh. And they, but they take it. Right. But they still take it. Right. right. And and, <laughs> and then we get our first, you know, again, moment where the, where the other cook, the other uh, uh, sushi chef with... Pat is talking to two customers. They're asking about whether or not he's Pat is a boy or a girl. And before he can say, we get cut off by a vacuum cleaner in the background. That's right. <laughs> and then Pat's is one of my a very offensive line. Again, Pat's been shown to be kind of a jerk this movie, but not a racist. Where and I wrote this down: Americana, por favor. Pat's a racist. Totally. <laughs> yeah, much. Yes. Yes. So again, just another way, another great way to like our titular character, ladies and gentlemen. Which you mm-hmm. can't. So Pat quits that job, and we meet uh, their neighbor for a few minutes, um, uh, Kathy Griffin, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Playing name. herself. She's yeah. playing herself. She's playing herself. Which, which I wrote. I wrote that down. It wasn't until the end of the movie that I actually realized she was playing herself. Right. I didn't know that because either. It's towards the end, she she has a radio program, yes. and she actually says it's like Love Line with Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Griffin. That's the fir- That's the only time you hear her last name in the whole movie, and this is towards the end. So I'm like, oh my god, Kathy Griffin is playing herself. Hmm. Or a version of her. This is five years before being John Malkovich. <laughs> right. Yes. My mind was kind of blown, blown. a little because I'm like, it, oh, <laughs> this movie actually had something ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was a little. Yeah. You know, yeah that's where my mind wow. went because it certainly wasn't focused on this movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> it, it's, it's a good point that you bring up that with her, with Kathy, be playing herself because obviously, I guess if she's going to represent herself in this movie, she's. Her character's kind of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, she is, but she's also well, she the is, only but, person who ever stands up to Pat. Pat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the only one who ever try, who ever tries to call Pat on Pat's behavior. Yeah, every time, and so and she's very consistent about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. never lays down. You know, it's always you're an idiot, mm-hmm. and Pat never gets it. So clearly, Kathy Griffin is the is the true hero of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If only. <laughs> So, uh, so let's see what's next. So they get a job at a gas company. Okay, yeah. So, so Pat gets a job at a gas company where he or she goes to a, a strip club, and we meet our romantic interest, who also happens to be my least, my most frustrating character in this movie that I had to sit through, Chris. Yeah. But you have to give props to Dave Foley. Mm-hmm. Okay, because he was committed. 
Yeah, he tried. He yeah. He he tried. Yes. But, but so. Okay, so as we've established, Pat is only attracted to other androgynous people, and so Chris is no exception. Except, unlike Pat, where you can kind of see either way, I think, again, like we said earlier, Chris is clearly being established as being a woman? Right, more feminine, at least. Because it's clearly a man. There's nothing around the face. The face, you can tell, is is very masculine. But the entire time, they... He or she wears very feminine clothes, so I think we're meant to. Yeah, meant to and that. It, yeah. and it's not and it's not just clothing that could be misconstrued as oh, you know, like open and flowing. No, it's like women's blouses, right? It's yeah. pants that men would not wear, and the wig, the, the and hairstyle, the wig. right? I, I and, mean, yeah. yeah, they look like a cocker spaniel with right. a wig going on. A little bit, yeah, yeah. So that's where we meet Chris, who is who has. The, Whose character depth is about that of a plank of wood. <laughs> because they even say, my favorite things are movies, but good movies. And I don't like bad and boring movies. I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote that know what down I really too. like? Really good movies. I wrote down, me too. And this is not one of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. It, was, it was during that scene that I wrote down, this movie's main crime is being boring and unfunny. Yes. <laughs> Just yeah. off the bat. Right. 30 seconds after I wrote that down, Chris said, I hate bad and boring movies. It's in this movie. movie. In the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. God. Oh. So this is our romantic interest for the rest of the movie, folks. So mm-hmm. you know, for those right. of you who are deciding to watch this in, after this podcast, which. Don't. Don't. <laughs> just, just don't. Please just, don't. Just listen to Go watch Theodore Rex. Yeah. Okay. It's on YouTube. It's free. Because I currently. actually want to watch Theodore Rex again after watching this. I I, I so miss that. Theodore Rex. <laughs> that movie at least showed up at some level of effort. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Not you. No. Not going back. No. <laughs> I love you, Zip. Yeah. It was. It. I, I will say it was more entertaining than this movie. That yes. Still doesn't make it yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, at least this movie. A, a, a plus to its pad didn't have any cookie or tail jokes in there. That's true. It well, did not. I, I, no. Mm. <laughs> oh well. Ta- well, oh. tail jokes because there are several scenes that focus in on this horribly padded butt that Pat has. That's true. <laughs> Actually, the scene where Chris meets Pat is just a big zoom in on the butt. It it's really true. is. Yeah, it's true. And right. again, Dave Foley could not look any more unfazed by that. <laughs> they just come in like, oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> They they meet, they shake hands, they have a weird dance scene in a smoke filled room. Well, they have an electricity that happens when yeah. they try oh, yes. to the touch first. Yeah. The so actual they give each other sparks. the shocker. That's yes. a great image. The shocker. <laughs> <laughs> and again, they spend some time getting to know each other. And it's just again about two minutes of just boring dialogue. Mm-hmm. Slightly better than Attack of the Clones because they're talking not talking about sand or water or anything <laughs> like that, but still not great. But. Then shortly after that, we meet my personal favorite character from this movie, uh, Kyle. 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 He's my favorite and least favorite character because I feel like this type of character belongs in a much better comedy. It just yeah. didn't work with the yes. writing in this one. Right. Yeah. And at first you meet him, he uh, and his wife are neighbors of Pat's. And they seem like pretty normal people. In fact, when they first meet Pat, Kyle is like, hey, huh. 
But the next scene, you cut to him, and he's obsessing over Pat. I mean, already, mm-hmm. off the bat. I mean, uh, I'm trying to remember what he started out doing. And he was just, it, it, it grows into an obsession. I'll go ahead and spoil it early on, folks. Yeah. But. Uh, but why? I yeah. just don't get why. Because you're never really able to tell whether or not it's that he's attracted to Pat or that he just is obsessing about knowing what the what her sex or his or her sex is yeah right. that that that's the only thing that i could get from it yeah was that he because the first thing is like his wife you know while he's sitting at his work table doing his architecture drawings or whatever it is he does right. um she walks in and is like oh i just i was doing the laundry and i saw pat's laundry and he's like what is her laundry like right <laughs> right <laughs> was, oh you know uh panties bras boxer shorts and jock straps and he just looks at her funny, and she says, well, you know, Chris is living there now, so all their stuff is mixed together. Yeah. So that that's their explanation for why there are jock straps right. and bras and panties in the same laundry. Right. Anyway, but it's yeah. like th- that, th- just starting from there, and as, it, as his obsession grows, the only thing he seems to really care about is, is she a man or a woman? Mm-hmm. Right. But then the attraction is sort of secondary. Like, it becomes an obsession. Like, I desperately want her. I really don't know what she is yet. And if I uncover this truth of if it's a man or a woman, then I'll know about my own sexuality. Mm -hmm. Which was thrown in towards the end of the movie as a reason for why obsessed he is. I almost wish they'd gone further with that, because we could have gotten an awesome crying game moment. Well, yeah. Well, they almost did, but he never saw it. Right. No. He the one moment it. he had to actually see the truth, and he never got to see it. Yeah. But it felt like it wasn't clear to the actor what his objective was. No, no. And that's why it was confusing, and that's why I didn't buy it. Are you suggesting that the writing and directing of this movie is incompetent? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes, that's Maybe. what you're saying. Well, then, then we get to the next scene. I wrote this down because this is, I think, one of the biggest offenders in, in of bad comedies. What to, what to put in there? It's a scene that exists solely for the sake of delivering one throwaway joke, mm-hmm. and it cuts to Pat and um, Pat and Chris by the fire with clothes thrown around the room for no reason because they're still dressed. Oh my God! Right? Yeah, it pans across all the clothes laying in the floor, and yeah. then it pans up to them in the fireplace, and they're still wearing their clothes. It makes another one of the—I can't remember which one it was—but it makes another sexual ambiguity uh, uh, joke, mm-hmm. and then Pat proposes to Chris, and it, the scene lasts no more than twenty seconds, and oh, then yeah. it cuts away. It just comes it out of nowhere ridiculous. and then just disappears as soon as it. Yeah. Appeared. So if you haven't already put it together, folks, basically there, there are two things in this movie that, that, that this movie wants you to laugh at. One is the fact that you don't know if Pat's a boy or a girl. The second one is this sound. <laughs> oh. Pat's laugh. Yeah, Pat's laugh. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye now. <laughs> It happens a lot. Pat does this, does this ner- nervous giggle throughout this movie. A lot. Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I may or may not have taken every single clip of every single time that a nervous giggle is put out there. And I normally I would play it on the podcast for you, but 
I wouldn't dare put you through the three and a half straight minutes of oh my doing that. Oh, my God. Uh, Jack. Of course, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> Yeah. Like I said, I had to watch this movie three times. No. It, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so... We usually do this a little bit ahead, but I would say a, a good rule for a drinking game, if you really want to play for to win, mm. is to sip. Sip. Yes. <laughs> sip. Every nervous giggle. Yeah. That would oh, be a good one. Lord. But keep that in mind, folks. About three and a half minutes of just nervous giggling. world that i cannot unhear and that giggle will be one of them that's one of them the worst so yeah so again we uh we proceed along to more kyle being uh being obsessed with pat and then pat losing another job and then chris being pretty much fine with the situation again they uh he or she approaches pat about that at one point but it's like hey you're pretty whatever bye we're done Again, this is again. This, this is just this, this, the the plot is either Pat is looking for a job or Pat is in the middle of a relationship. That's the whole plot of the movie. So to sum it up, is so much. It's so much more trouble than Theodore Rex. Yeah, and it's just it 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 really does feel like the whole movie was just either a series of short scenes to set up really bad one-liners. Yeah. Like that's the entire yes. point of the scene, is it build, 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 stupid one-liner, cut to next scene. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, which makes it feel more like it was just a compilation of the Saturday Night Live sketches, and right. just put in some semblance of an order to make it feel like there was a story. Now, uh, not to digress too much, do you feel like the? I mean, were these? Pretty much in keeping with the same kind of co- level of comedy on SNL with the sketches. No, because no. there was never anyone in a relationship with Pat, as far as I can remember. So there was because everyone was always too afraid to, you know, to actually make a go of it because they didn't know that that really was the entire point of the uh, sketch on the show was that I don't know. Right. And, and that's all it was. It was just a way of trying to ask around, you know, like the whole, um, well, actually, this, the first scene we see with Kathy and Jimmy in the, in the store. Yes, that was exactly what the, it was always about wordplay and leading you down one path and then the turn. And that was, that's what was the fun about it. Like that whole mm-hmm. scene with the feminine napkins and, yeah. and the lubricant and all that kind of stuff. You think we're going to find out and then Pat turns it into... Something, something completely that, benign exactly right and that's that, that was what was fun about those sketches exactly it was the 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 wordplay and the it, there was intelligence mm-hmm. implied at yeah, least because it was it was always the oh we're about to find out oh, oh no that's something else that we weren't thinking about oh right. here comes something oh no it you know and it never got resolved and that's why it was fun. but you know when you only do that for two minutes that's what keeps it funny not for an hour and ten minutes. No, no. I mean that's that's the problem a lot of short sketches make. I mean, stack this up with a lot of the uh, the the good SNL movies like Wayne's World and Wayne's World and <laughs> yeah, and yeah. 
right. just, it just yeah. doesn't hold together. I mean, it, it, it's, right. it's or if you want to go back further, Blues Brothers. Ooh. Yeah, oh, true, 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 so true. good. Which, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's there are very few SNL sketches or any short kinds of shows like that. I mean, um, I'm trying to think, a couple other examples out there, like the Aqua Teen movie, for example. I mm. laughed at it, but it's the kind of thing where it just works better on a short segment, right? And when you try to stretch it out, there's only so much material you can work with before you end up repeating yourself over and over again with the same mm-hmm. comedy. If there had been redemption, like if there, if truly, truly, because the end of this movie doesn't really do oh, no, what it no, should. No, if no. truly Pat had just had some insight into the person Pat is, and I don't, regardless of gender, but if Pat had realized Pat's behavior was totally douchebaggy and then and then the relationship with Chris was a good thing all that stuff then I would have loved not loved this movie (laughs) but I would not have been as angry about this movie I was mad this movie pissed me off and mainly because Pat was so unlikable and there was never any redemption Pat never understood or was accountable for any of Pat's actions ever. Everything was always everybody else's fault. Mm. Um, Nobody appreciated Pat. Well, it's bullshit. Sorry. (laughs) Oh my God. It made me so mad because Chris's character was trying to tell Pat this is what Chris needed and, and the kind of person Chris is. I mean, he, you know, Dave Foley's character may have been sort of milk toasty, but at least there was some, there were, there were dreams and there were hopes and aspirations and, and, and there was kindness. There was none of that for Pat. I get, I, I no. feel like Chris was forced. I mean, for me, Chris was obviously the moral compass character of the movie, but it was, it had the morality of it, like a Captain Planet episode. There wasn't right. really anything beyond that. It's just do good and right. everything will be fine. And in right. fact, he, Chris contradicts himself several times saying, at one point he says, I want you to get a job. It's important to me. And at the other point they said, I don't want you to get a job. And they don't set it up like it's an arc. They just set right. it up like it's always been what their, their standing has been the entire time. Hmm. I think my issue with this, one of my biggest issues, one of many, <laughs> was that there's no real people in this universe. And with comedies, I think that if you're going to set it in, in the real world, you need to have at least somebody, some kind of, one straight character in the mix just to see how, how they react. You know who this. the most real people in the movie were? Hmm. The band Ween. <laughs> yeah, actually they were. They were. Ween. Ween. Yes. Ween. Right. <laughs> Ween. Ween is in this movie. <laughs> yes. And they yes. were the best actors in it. <laughs> the most real people in the whole movie Ween. were Ween. <laughs> Does anyone still know who Ween is? That's how dated this movie is. I was going to say, don't hate me for saying this. Um, I didn't know who Ween was before seeing this movie. That's okay. They, they, I hate how they compared themselves to Simon and Garfunkel and Peaches and Herb. Yeah. Especially when their name is Ween. There's no and in your name. Yes, there no. are two of you. I got gotcha. you. There, there are but, two of them. And they yeah. weren't. They're not that great. But they they were the moral center. Yep. They they yep. were. Yes. Yeah. And we we trust. Ween. <laughs> well, so then we get to the engagement party, and oh my 
Yeah, so... How so, how the hell are there this many people at this party, by the way? They just invited everyone they knew. Everyone, every person they knew. They invited the stripper so from the strip club. That it's So all the people who work at the strip club, which is where the engagement yes. party is taking place, and all of their neighbors at the apartment complex. But they still came. That's the weird part. They but showed up. all there. Right. Because I think they thought they were going to find out That's Pat's true. gender. They, they said, the, uh, Kathy Griffin's character yeah, said that. because they all bought gifts trying to figure out... Who, who would this be for? Here's the sexy lingerie. Which one's going to take it? Well, this is something oh, we'll, this will, something we'll both enjoy. Oh, God. And, yeah. and, and, and th- that same kind of joke. It, it's, again, just continuous gifts. They Eskimo kiss uh, for about, for too long. <laughs> and then they do karaoke. Oh, my God. Which... What was with well, the weird Pat shot? does carry oh, Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he or she brings Chris up there to do it with him, but then Chris ends up taking the And then the knocks Chris out of the way to take right. the spotlight. Right. And then Pat drinks a lot, as it shows by that yeah. shot of the glasses being put on top of the speakers, which I thought was going to go somewhere, like a, a like a, a shock joke. Right. Yeah, it I didn't. thought so, too. But, but it no, doesn't. No. It's just that she's he is drinking a yeah. lot. And just to really drive the, the, the joke home, even during karaoke... Looks like a lady. Right. Yeah, they really went there. <laughs> that's really went there. And that's really bad because that's that's Pat breaking the fourth wall in a way that doesn't make sense for the character. It doesn't make right. sense at all. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm not even through with page one of my notes. This is ridiculous. Skip skip to the we're, end. Yeah, we're not even at the 30-minute <laughs> mark in the movie. Skip to the end. So, so, yeah, so moving ahead, Pat has a diary. Uh, a laptop diary. A laptop. So, yeah, that was a laptop? That was the laptop. That okay. Was. She even yelled that at the end. Who took my laptop? Again, I'm showing I'm showing my age here, but like I That's what laptops looked back then. <laughs> yes. That's what they looked like. It looked like a a handheld game from the nineties or something. I I just So okay, so yeah. so anyways, Pat has a laptop. Uh that ends up becoming central to the plot later. Um kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, again, just reading bullet points from this plot off, it's, uh, uh, what's his name? Kyle ends up approaching Pat to be on TV because Kyle filmed the, uh, Pat's karaoke music. And so we, get, so we cut then to Pat being excited because he or she's going to be on TV. Yay, happy day. Tells everyone. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And, well, I mean, to be fair, he got featured on... Uh, um, Arlene Sorkin's show, which, by the way, I'm glad to see that uh, Harley Quinn has a uh, has a <laughs> has a TV show back in the '90s. Yeah, um, a a a bad rip off of America's Funniest People. Yes. by right. the way, where yes. they show Pat's clip for way too long for a clip show. It's like the entire song, and it's yeah. called America's Creepiest People. Okay, mm-hmm. and Kyle has told Pat that he's putting her him on TV, and it's going to be great, and how the hell did Kyle not know what he was submitting the clip to? And he starts watching it from the start where it says America's creepiest people. Yep. And he's wearing a blue shirt at the beginning of this scene. Yeah. And then later in the same scene, while watching the same clip, he's wearing a red button down shirt. Oh, Did wow. you notice? No. no. I had I to rewind. It. I said, because John was with me, my husband, he was watching. I'm like, was he? Is that a different shirt? So we rewound, and sure enough, he starts watching the TV show with the clip, 
in a blue polo. Mm -hmm. And then he's wearing this really beautiful red button-down sexy shirt. Never even noticed. Yeah. <laughs> well, great yeah, job. Shit, great I was job paying movie. way too close no, attention. No, 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 no. I get it. No. <laughs> I mean, there's at least you had something to pay attention <laughs> yeah. to. There were so many scenes in this where I'm just looking off in the distance for something to latch onto. Like, yeah. hey, look, it's a, a magazine from 1992. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, okay, so let's see. Okay, uh, another thing. Hmm. The driver's ed car. Uh, I wrote this oh down because this read like a bad improv comedy sketch. Yeah. Like, it starts off with Chris and Pat in the car, both driving, and they're saying, and, uh, I mean that, both driving. Yes. Gee, Pat, I can't believe we couldn't afford to buy a real car. We had to go with this driver's ed car. And they're both steering. They both have steering wheels on both the passenger and driver's side. Both steering whichever way they want. Again, it just, what's the point of that? I mean, it, I... I I get that they're obviously going for humor here, but that scene goes nowhere. The car never comes back into play. Right. The fact that they're driving, they're not driving in unison. Again, that's a nitpicky thing to look at, I know, but this is just an example of a scene that exists solely for the sake of one, one minor joke. throwaway joke. Which I was totally expecting the car to split in half and they both go their separate ways. That would have right. been, that's like, been At least funnier. that would have been some sort of payoff. That would that would have been, been funnier. Yeah, if only. Okay, okay, so... I, we've got to talk about this. After Pat's television debut, Kyle comes over, and we get the probably one of the creepiest, most rapey scenes I've oh ever seen God. in a film, let alone a comedy. Where Kyle, oh, sorry, uh, does, uh, goes over to Pat's. I, I, yeah. I mm -hmm. Chris there. Uh, Kyle goes over to Pat's place and starts trying to dance with him starts unbuttoning their shirts and it's just the most i get i got a little bit nauseous and there just happens to be champagne at the ready yeah yeah that was weird yeah it was it was gross it was it, it was again gross. this is why i feel like this character kyle could be better used in a, in a better movie yeah but when you have to i i i, I feel like charles rocket was completely disconnected Mm -hmm. And for good reason. I hope he was high. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, uh, I, I feel like he didn't truly commit to the character. And I think I might have appreciated him more if I had felt that. But then again. And see, I, I see it as he was probably the most dedicated yeah. actor. <laughs> He's just in a different movie. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, because his level of intensity didn't match. Match anything right. else <laughs> in the entire film yeah it's true i mean you could just see that from the writing because again like i said when he's introduced that first scene he's just you know normal guy I mean, it's it's fine but the next scene it cuts to he starts getting into this dark obsession it just comes yeah. out of out nowhere. nowhere it's just a zero to 60 and again it, it, were the writing better it that kind of character could have been hilarious yes oh, sure. and his poor wife oh i mean <laughs> oh, yeah. his poor wife yeah she finally figures out what he's doing she just right. kind of disappears and, just and she leaves, leaves. She yeah. just i leaves. want a divorce yes and, and she, she's gone she's and probably she's the gone. most yep. uh fortunate in this movie God. so then pat joins a band uh, <laughs> right because, because pat thinks the her appearance on america's creepiest people was successful yeah and that's where we meet ween, ween. yeah so this is going to be the beginning of her rock star career right yes or his, his whatever oh, it's hard, isn't it? It's, 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 it's hard. Pat. 
Yeah. Drinking game. Drink every time we screw up. <laughs> hey, there you go. Find Pat. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so th- uh, they recruit Pat to join on for just one show where Pat plays tuba on stage for for some reason. Right, because we needed the tuba joke. Yes. Yeah. Right. And Pat takes this very seriously and and is all about playing the tuba. And oh, by the way, I should. Also say Pat and Chris have broken up by this point because because reasons, Pat. reasons. because right. because it's Pat <laughs> For, yeah <laughs> and on again uh, off again because well because Pat believes Chris doesn't believe in Pat and doesn't want what's best for Pat which is always what Pat is about mm-hmm. Pat 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 yeah it, so that that happened just because <laughs> and again I forget because most of us probably forget watching the movie. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, again, Pat finishes the concert. Everyone's like, great job, Pat. You were awesome for some reason. And we get, oh, a joke I love movies doing, the fake-out drug scene where Pat grabs a mushroom off of of an appetizer table, eats it, and then convinces his or herself that it is hallucinogenic. And then we get a trippy sequence for about... Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Yeah, too, ten long. seconds. too long. 11 ten seconds. Too long. Eleven seconds. Too long. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, it's not a fake mushroom." Oh, sorry, it's it's not a hallucinogenic mushroom. They're from Safeway. They're from I wrote Safeway, that down because made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it made it, me laugh. That, that is funny. <laughs> How dare you? It made me laugh. It was the only time. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just, you just had to find something. It was just, funny because <laughs> uh. I used to shop at Safeway. I know what that is. <laughs> but it was in the delivery from Ween. From Ween. Again, yeah. the best part of this movie. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's Pat, folks. A movie whose one good joke <laughs> is relies on product placement. Yeah. So <laughs> let that sink in. Go Safeway. There's a comedy first. Take notes, Adam Sandler. But I digress. <laughs> no. We'll get to him later. So again, we get again more scenes intercut with Kyle obsessing more and more over Pat, uh, even going to the, to the extreme of putting Pat's really creepy picture over his wife's. Wife's. And their wedding picture. Yes. So I, I assume she leaves from there. Yep. Yes. Pat and Chris get uh, they meet back up again. They get into another fight. Yes. Pat had oh uh, the, the Pat's nightmare. Um, did David Lynch come in to guest direct this scene? Because Pat goes to sleep that night and has a nightmare where everything's shot in black and white, right. eerie, eerie imagery, including uh, Chris's face, Chris's face in lettuce. Yes, and a head of lettuce. We get, thank God, get to see Pat's naked silhouette in a shower. Which, oh, I was... and then the shower head turns into Chris's face. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a completely different tone of the movie. All these dream sequences, all these oh. dream sequences, feel like they were directed by someone else. And it, they still suck, but yes. it's just, yeah. it's a different, it's, again, the joke doesn't land and the scene just leads to more and more confusion. Pretty much. Uh, and then we get a whole payoff to that whole diary bit where Pat wakes up and, oh, lo and behold, the diary has been stolen. Mm-hmm. Right. And we all know who stole it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Kyle just, stole just it. Yeah. Kyle stole it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And Pat goes over to Kyle's place, uh, sad. Let's uh, sorry. Let me go back on that. So your diary gets stolen, and you're worried. The first person you go to is the person who last time you encountered them tried to 
kind of rape you. Right. <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean, let's 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 not yeah. look. At, let's not sure. beat around the bush here. Right. <laughs> it was getting very rapey in that scene. That's the last encounter they had together, where he was literally unbuttoning his or her shirt, <laughs> about to bad touch, and she kicked him out. Yes. yes. Because of it. So yes. he's the first person that Pat goes to to find the diary, in which he in which Pat gives Kyle the clue to unlock to the password. Oh. Which, this joke was just... This was the worst. And I, I don't even... I mean, and uh, the, yeah. the password doesn't even have anything to do with anything. No, it, this no. is a joke. It's a one-off it's, joke. It's a word in the dictionary. Yeah, right, that's what, that's what It's Pat a said. word in the dictionary. I can tell you that much. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, it ends up being the, the very, very last, last word. word. In the entirety of the dictionary. And just to drive that home, yes, there's a scene. There's several scenes where Kyle just sits Kyle there. opens up his huge dictionary and starts at the letter A and works his way through the entirety of the dictionary. Every single one. So ridiculous. And there are like three different cutaway scenes of him yes. going through these words. Yes. Yeah, and the last one of him where he has made his little own little hand puppet of Pat. Oh my God! And that puppet was creepy as wearing shit. Pat's clothes yes. and the glasses oh and hair and this everything, yeah. and he's using <laughs> Pat the 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 doll of Pat to type in the words. And doesn't it make a little laugh sound too? Yes, he it does. Him, he put yes. it. He no, put no, the 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 laptop. Every time okay. you type in the wrong one, it's like password incorrect. <laughs> 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 Okay. Bye-bye now. <laughs> you. Yeah. That puppet was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Two movies it in a row good, where there were some good puppets. Good puppet. <laughs> so good we puppet. got that going for he, us. He, he, that, was, that puppet was a labor, was a labor of love. For and then, but then he just throws it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just throws well, because, it. Well, because he becomes the puppet. Because he dresses like Pat uh, on and off. Oh, my God. You got it's... just deep yeah. right there. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, I'm bringing... That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. This, oh. Yeah. This movie really is about the journey of Kyle. I wish. <laughs> I wish it were. I would have rather sat through him looking through up all the passwords in the dictionary <laughs> instead of watching the rest of these jokes. Instead of watching, yeah, Pat and Chris get in yet another argument. Yeah. Or, or Pat going back to do the next night of the concert with... Ween and uh, them having to break it gently to Pat that no that was a one night thing you're not right. with the band anymore and right. again gently they don't and it was very gently yeah, yeah. Again. but they had to do it twice Ween folks are the, yeah. They're, yeah. they're truly the best people they are and then that <laughs> led to my favorite line in the entire movie is when they finally get it through to her uh, uh, him or God <laughs> Pat. Uh, that uh, Pat's not with the band anymore. And as they're walking away, she yells at them, you guys are nothing without me. <laughs> and that is that just funny movie. on so, so many, many levels, levels. <laughs> that I'm sure were not intended by whoever wrote that line. So <laughs> I, kudos, even though you wrote a horrible movie, that yeah. line is unintentionally one of the smartest in the whole movie. <sighs> just saying. Oh my yeah. God. So yeah, Pat gets uh, gets turned down from the band. Sad day. And let's see what what's next for Pat. Um, I know Kyle finally reads through the entirety of the diary and finds out that her innermost secrets are really just oh I haven't vacuumed under my sofa since I moved into the apartment. Yeah. 
Right. Oh, I went and bought something at the store today, or this yeah. lamp is the wrong color. Like those are her innermost. Those are her innermost thoughts. Him, her. Did we did we skip the makeover scene? Oh no no! Before that, oh, okay. we got to know what 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 goes into that. What, what makes Pat decide to go get the makeover scene is when he or she first discovers that the diary has been stolen. That's right. Her first thing, aside from seeing Kyle, is to approach the gangster-looking people that oh hang outside God. of her his right. or her apartment and say, "Hey, did you guys? Did you guys steal?" I'm sorry. I'm sound like don't, oh, don't, don't, just don't, just don't. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll try it. <laughs> did you guys steal my diary? And they start saying, "Are you a?" or a sister. Well, first of all, it's super racist. That's, that's the yes, first yes. place. Mm-hmm. Yes. I get, well, we've already established that yes. Pat's racist Total, as hell. Totally. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so the only right. reason she's talking to them is, did you steal my diary? Why would you ask us? Well, you steal things, yeah. obviously, because you are a gang member. That's exactly the, in, the implication the, that comes yes. across. And the only payoff of that is that they... They finally spill the beans to Pat, I guess, and say, and they're actually the ones with enough balls to say, hey, are you a guy or a girl? You're androgynous. And Pat looks that up in the dictionary. And there are three definitions. <laughs> one, just a very generic one. Two, can't determine if uh, something is of, of what sex. And then the third one is a specific <laughs> a specific description of, of Pat. Pat. With, with, with Included with a picture. picture. With a picture. Yes. So that's where Pat goes to get a makeover to become their inner man or woman. woman. Whatever. Yes. And the the first hairdo is very feminine. The second hairdo is very butch, really. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one bald. is her original the, the, hairstyle. Right. Then, then yeah, there, there is, is a bald one. Yeah, there is a bald one. Oh, there is a bald one. one. Right, yeah, that's right. One. They shave her bald, and then suddenly she has hair again for the last one. So Pat's wearing a wig this entire movie, which is, right. I guess, true. Right. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I, I, I don't think Julia Sweeney really looks that much like Eugene Levy. No. No. But the thing is, there was there's something about, you know, yes, there's something about habit or whatever, but it was the most comfortable Pat felt. Mm-hmm. So there is a, I mean, I'm about to get deep here, which is, oh my God. <laughs> but, but there was something a little poignant about this is exactly who I am. This is who I am. I don't have to change. I don't have to be anything else but other than what I am. And at the, that point, I'm like, what the hell are you? Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It just, it, again, just no, no yeah. real payoff. Who that. cares? Yeah. So we get to Pat's <laughs> next job. How many jobs is this now? Seven? Maybe. Fifty? Maybe. <laughs> are, are we really following all 27 jobs that Pat no. gets out of this movie? Because it feels like it. Pat, okay, Pat's job, next job is at a radio station where uh, where he or she approaches uh, Kathy Griffin and says, hey, get me a job. And then she Kathy goes to get security because she's a bitch. Um, <laughs> and rightly so should also, have gotten yeah, security. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, also that. Also that. Um and while she's away, Pat starts answering the phones, where people are saying things. This really bothered me. This really rubbed me wrong. Yeah, because yeah, it it's, it's a call-in show where they are desperately seeking advice for not just relationships, but depression. Yeah. For, suicidal like, thoughts. Su- suicidal thoughts. Cheating serious yes. issues. Yeah. And Pat starts answering the phone and just completely makes fun of them. And it's like, ah, get a life. And then hangs up on them. Yeah. And to make uh, it worse... Tim Meadows, the radio station producer, encourages it. Yes. Right. Fires Kathy Griffin yep. from her own from show. From her own show. And gives it to, gives Pat, it to Pat. Because Pat 
It's entertaining to listen to Pat make fun of people with serious issues right. over the radio. Pat yes. literally tells them. someone who calls in uh, claiming to be suicidal, tells them to drown. Right. Yeah, I've thought, of, you thought of I've drowning? thought of doing this. I've thought of doing that. And she's like, have you thought of drowning? People say it's like God giving you a big hug or something like that. And it's a like, warm, wet hug. Yeah, warm, yes. wet hug. And I'm like, what? I agree that, I, I, of course, it, it's clear that they're not wanting Pat to be the most likable person in the world, but that goes beyond yes, beyond oh, yeah. comedy, beyond any type of character development, and just goes into just mean-spirited. Yes, yes. So that really rubbed me the wrong yes. way. Yes, yeah. Uh, but, again, it become, becomes successful because Pat ends up being kind of, a good radio host. They never make that clear whether or not his or her listeners are really into the show. Well, it just what they make it sound like is because Pat, I guess, is telling the truth or right. just laying it down. Yeah, that is not giving some boring psychobabble response. Exactly, that people are actually people, listening because they never know what she's going to say next. Yes. Right, and not because necessarily Pat is helping people, oh, no, she's not helping but because anybody. it's entertainment. Exactly. Yeah. And this leads to, uh, if this, I guess, arguably the only job to actually lead to anything in this movie. Yeah. Kyle calls in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and with a weird accent, I guess German? With a, it, some sort a, of German some accent. Some sort of German yeah. or Russian. I don't know what it was. After yeah. last time, I'm not going to attempt any German accents when I do Fair this. Enough. but It's okay. I can do it for you. That works. Uh, <laughs> pretty, much telling, pretty much telling Pat that, hey, I have your diary, and here's proof. Reads the couch bit on the radio right and then tells pat where to meet him in a fun house in a yeah. hall of mirrors which is somehow associated with ripley's believe it or not and right. this is really the epitome of to me why kyle belongs in a different movie because shit gets real in this scene yeah <laughs> I mean, he, he shows up dressed as pat wig, glasses, wig and everything everything yes yes uh reveals himself and then it ends up in a chase scene where they where do they end up at a ween concert at the ween concert well at least at least we're somewhere good (laughs) yes um yes we end up at a ween concert which is apparently taking place in the middle of broad daylight by the way yes it's not a nighttime concert yes pat ends up getting hooked Uh, yeah they 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 work their way up to the catwalk. catwalk He unintentionally knocks her over. She gets caught on a hook, which rips the belt from her pants or his pants. Oh, yeah. Bum. Drink. Uh, yeah, drink. And then hooks onto the shirt. So by snapping the belt, causes the pants to go down around the ankles and underwear too. Apparently, yeah. unless like unless Pat all, goes commando. I couldn't tell if it if it fell or if they were ripped off completely. Yeah. But yeah, but all of but a sudden. But the shirt is the only thing that's still yes, connected to the hook, correct. so that's what's holding Pat in the air. Yes. And then Phil Lamar, who is playing the stage manager of the Wing concerts. Yes. Yeah. Unintentionally hits a lever that causes the hook to lower her him down. To just above the band, and, and now everyone can see full frontal Pat. Which was basically. the only part of the movie that I wrote down where I think at least a seven-year-old would laugh at this part. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Oh, so yeah. Points. Yes. Points to the movie. Now, we only see from behind, so we only see Bear Heine. And then but... when when Pat does end up sort of turning towards the audience, and all the audience gets to see, mm-hmm. they all clap. 
they start applauding. Yeah, they think it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. Which we can only assume. I can only. This is why I think Pat is a is a boy, because we can only assume that Pat is well endowed. But yeah, like I don't. Uh. Well, I I think the intention is they're applauding Pat. You know, like you be you, good for you to do this in front of a large group of people, because that's the only thing that Pat says about it later on. After it happens, you're like, I've found out something about myself. What it's like to be naked in front of a large group of people. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that, to me, means like, okay, well, she showed herself to the public and the public accepted her for, or him, for drink, for yeah. who Pat is. That's pretty deep. That's Which, three times we've gotten deep I on this I think film. that's the intention. <laughs> that's not how it comes across, though. I'm hoping, I'm just, I'm filling words in, to be fair, my own mind. Being naked in front of a lot of people is a truly life-changing experience. We know this. Yes, we do. <laughs> That's a that's a story we, for now or another time. We, we both performed in a production of The Full Monty. So. Oh, that's right. Yes. yes. So yes, <laughs> I, I can at least understand that that logic in this case. Yeah, maybe I'm filling my own experience in. I, well, I okay, I'm I'm totally <laughs> down whatever. with that. So, but it doesn't pay off once no. like anything in it. No, no, yeah. No. So right. so he so he hangs there until I guess someone cuts him down off camera. Sure. Kyle gets arrested. Yep. Yes. Um, before he ever gets, gets to, to actually see, see what Pat is. Right. Did, was it ever covered what he was arrested for, what his charges were? Oh, no. No. Because he didn't really no. commit any crimes. He just no, chased somebody. he just chased somebody. Yeah, I guess you could call it attempted murder. I, I guess they yeah. thought he was trying to break into the concert. Yeah. Or, since he just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, and then, of course, uh, as we reach the conclusion of the movie, what 90s movie, what cliche 90s movie is complete without the quote-unquote airport scene movie, which in this case happens to take place at a harbor. Oh, right. Where Pat's, where Pat realizes... Where Chris is going to Tibet. Yeah. Okay, but on a cruise, yeah. on a cruise, ship, on a cruise ship that is filled with couples... That is filled with couples, They yes. were all couples. And I want to, I do want to applaud this movie. Yes. Because in 1994, when this movie came out, this line of couples is promoting marriage equality. It is. There are gay <laughs> couples. There are gay couples. There yep. are mixed race couples. That's true. There, there's an the, elderly couple. There's an elderly couple. It's like couples of every kind. Yes. Who are going on this cruise to Tibet, apparently. Yes. And they're all couples. Yeah. And, and they're, they're all happy. happy couples and in love couples and no one cares. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which is awesome. So that yes. answers the question. Because why it's this not like, oh, this married couple here, but why are these gay people behind right. it? It's exactly. nothing like There's that. nothing like they're that. They're all in it together. They're all happy. They're all ready to go to Tibet, apparently. Yes. And uh, yeah, but Chris is the only single person. Yeah. Well, that's why this movie was made to show that uh, the, 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 the guy who produced the movie just, I guess, decided. I have a political agenda. Yeah. I don't... Because comedy, this is where... I, I, because this writer. is the point where it finally comes in. <laughs> is that once Pat shows up and doesn't admit that Pat is wrong or has nope. changed their ways nope. or anything. No. In fact, the first thing... I realized something. You need me. Yes. To Chris. To Chris. And Chris is like, excuse me? Right. Like, no, let me try it a different way. Um, so they decide that love conquers all... And everyone in line all applauds as well. And they're like, yay, we're all happy couples together. It doesn't matter who or what you are. Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, that would have been great if you had introduced that plot point an hour and ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. D- d- yeah. Be, be really cutting edge and show the ending of the movie first. Right. <laughs> hey, there you go. Yeah, because so, that's, that's what this movie needed. Yes. That's what this movie should have been I mean, about. And, and if, and if, you, yes. if, if yeah. that is part of the agenda to make this point, socially, politically, whatever, then make it a point from the beginning to right. say this yeah. is something we are going to deal with and don't just throw it in at the last minute. Right. Yeah. Because people may not have picked up on that. Once again, a first in film in which the uh, true message of the movie is conveyed by the extras. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh. So to see all of you people who are, who are doing extra work out there, your work does have a purpose. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Just keep on keeping on, and one day you will make a movie make sense. Yes. <laughs> so all on your own. We reach our conclusion of no the movie. Context. Thank God. Where they get married in Tibet, I guess. Yeah. And then it goes out. We get one more of those stupid-ass giggles. No, okay. Bye bye now. You. Yeah. yeah, there's some stupid one liner and then a giggle and then it goes to And then the we credits. get a Kyle epilogue during the credits. Right. Yeah. And which, again, goes nowhere. We don't and care. That's well, it. Which we know that Kathy got her job back. Yes, yes she does. Oh, she's, she's hosting the radio hosting. show yes. now. So Yay. we know she's back. Good things Yay, happen to good Kathy. people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's about it. So uh, that was. That was rough. I mean, again, to Theodore Rex's it, credit, things happened. It had a plot that you could follow. Exactly. Yes. Whereas this movie was just jumping from one joke to the next, hoping that it reached a conclusion, which it really didn't. Right. Nope. Except for equality. Well, maybe. <laughs> and even we may be forcing that upon it. We might we be. We don't know for sure. We might be. I just, I, I'm just so, you know, I read something that said um, Julius Sweeney at first um, sort of resisted the idea of making a movie. And apparently yep. 20th Century Fox was like, no, 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 let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. So she was like, fine, we'll Quit make a movie. Sensible. Right? Let's make a movie. And then, yeah. then they wrote the script and Fox backed out. They didn't want to do it. And at that point, Julia Sweeney and her writer writing team were like, we love this. So yeah. somebody's got to produce it. So Touchstone produced it. Yep. And it just makes me wonder... I would love to ask her, what was it exactly about this script, this screenplay, that you fell in love with? Because I'm with without redemption. Well, you can find out on her website. Oh, I didn't look at that. <laughs> because okay. on her website, juliasweeney.com, she has um, not only all of her you know personal stuff on there, um, but any project that she is working on uh, or has worked on, so all of her stuff she did on Saturday Night Live, uh, this particular movie, her one-woman show, God Said Ha, which, which said is, is hilarious. Which you said is fantastic, yes. I really enjoyed it, but yeah. it's her personal battle with cancer. Well, And, and that's what yeah. the whole routine well, is about. Well, and apparently after this opened, mm-hmm. she found out that her brother was sick. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. same weekend, or the same yes. like days. Who, he was in the movie, actually, in the, way, in the uh, engagement party scene. Uh, he had one. I think he was. He had one line. I think he may have been. I, I can't remember yeah. exactly which one. Uh, her dad was the priest at the end that married Pat oh my gosh. and Chris. That's hmm. awesome. Um, but on her on her website, I mean, she has a regular blog that she'll update occasionally. But she also has blog posts about every single one of these projects. 
And there is a huge article that she's written specifically about this movie. And she goes into great detail about really? why, why she, she understands all of the criticism and uh, wears it as a badge of honor that this was the first movie to ever get a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but goes on to explain her passion for why she still wanted to do this. And it's a very interesting read. I'm not going to go through all of it right it. now, obviously. But it is on her website, juliasweeney.com. The link is right there on the left. Um, and uh, it also goes on to talk about... All right, here's, here's the thing that I was hinting at before. And I was like, I think oh, I know what you're about to cover. oh, you know what it is. You know the Pulp Fiction connection going on in this movie? Because yep. she appears at the end of Pulp God, Fiction. That's right, yes. Uh, where they, she's the one whose dad owns the the car trash place. Yes. Where they, in the movie too. Wait, yes. Kathy Griffin's in it too. Yeah. Um, um, but they they dump the car that has the body in it, right? Right. The body of the character, played by Phil Lamar. That's right. Phil Lamar Phil is the Lamar kid is who the gets kid his head blown, blown off, off in the back yes, of the car. Yes, in the back of the car. That's right. <laughs> That's the body that they're getting rid of when they dump the car. <laughs> right. So there's the connection there. Well, it and also, it's all connected because Julia Sweeney and Quentin Tarantino have been friends for a long time. She actually brought him in to do some write, rewriting on the script. Yeah. So Quentin Tarantino is a ghostwriter of Yeah, he is. Movie. Yes. Now, now he didn't do... Now, some places say, like, he did a, a an entire draft of the movie. Like, no, he did not do that. No. He tried to come in and help punch things up. Uh, apparently, but he did not take a go at writing the entire movie. Himself. I'd like to know what those moments were. But apparently, the Fairley brothers did. Yes. Yep. According yeah. to an interview. Yeah. With the producer. Uh, or no, not not the producer. Um, so, Michael Luca. At what point in this process do you think maybe we shouldn't do this? Right. And say, no, nah, we got something here. Let's keep going. Yeah. I just if I want to know. People can't fix it. Right, exactly. Mm. But I want to mm. know: Did anybody at ever at any point ever say, "Can't Pat be? Can't we redeem Pat? Make her somewhat likable?" Except in the last thirty seconds. Of the yeah, movie. but it doesn't count. It didn't do it. It it was way too tidy. It was way too short. And Pat didn't actually learn a goddamn thing, That's in true. my opinion. She didn't learn anything. So uh, knowing Julia Sweeney a little, mm -hmm. you know, you'd think. Because it works in the two-minute sketches. Right. But if you're not going to do anything with the character. Right. Um, yeah. Now, the, to, uh, to wrap this up, we're reaching the end just to cover a few last stats of the movie. Yeah. Budget for this was roughly about $8 million, give or take, which isn't a lot, no. even for 94. But it made... Go ahead. <laughs> like 60 grand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. 60 grand. It, it sold... Nothing in theaters, so <laughs> they pulled it immediately. It opened yeah. in three cities, yeah. and then they pulled it. Was, it. it was in theater for it was in theaters for a week, and after making sixty grand, they said, "You know, we should probably pull this off." Uh, it did get some awards though. Of, uh, <laughs> of some, it got nominated for five Razzies. Oh, all but of which lost five? two. Yeah, all of which were re yeah, all of them were beaten by Showgirls. <laughs> now see. <laughs> But don't worry, folks. Uh, this movie did get some uh, credit where credit was due because Julius Sweeney won the Stinker Award, which I haven't heard of until this pod until uh, today. 
uh, for Worst Actress. So, the movie did get some accolades. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. After all. <laughs> That's something. So, Something's better than nothing. So, this is an award-winning movie, whichever way you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> an award-winning movie written by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> so... But that's about it. Did you guys have any closing thoughts on the movie at all? Um, I immediately, once I finished this movie, I was on the TV looking for something. And thank God Breakfast Club was on because I felt completely cleansed after. Wait, were you drinking? No. Why not? <laughs> what do you mean? I was drinking. <laughs> I was not drinking. Well, you watched it three times. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah, you needed to be drinking. But yeah, Breakfast Club was on and I just went, <gasps> Everything's okay now. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I really don't have much more to say. <laughs> yeah. about this movie was horrible. I, w- I I was watching it while drinking coffee and eating a bagel, and I just sort of let it happen because I remembered seeing it, so I knew, you know, how bad it was going to be. Yes. And I just sort of let it happen, and once it was over, I was like, okay, went up and got some more coffee and started playing Fallout Four so I could shoot people. There you go. <laughs> Because you needed to. Yeah. But that that's the thing is like I said, the the film's biggest crime is it's just boring and not funny. It's true. That is true. And it's and also because they didn't they didn't try. They did they didn't try to be right. terribly funny. They just yeah. threw in their one liners when they could and then tried to make of some sort movie. of love story. Yes, they that's threw right. one liners well, in the, yeah. the, the that's entire right. movie. Um, but that, I mean, but that's pretty much it. I mean, technically you can't really say much about the film. I mean, it's competently, it's competently shot, shot and the sound is fine. Yep. And, and aside from the, the quick scenes, it's edited. Okay. The editing yeah. is a little wonky here and it's there, but that's the, just because, the, the well, yeah. we're supposed to cut to this scene now. So let's cut to it. Now let's cut to the next thing. Yeah, we have nothing else to because do we only have an hour and 10 minutes of film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And just think what might have been cut out of this if well, there was I, stuff cut out of it. I was just thinking that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently his father was cut out of the movie and Harvey Keitel. I would, oh yeah, that's, that's right. What Harvey Keitel yeah. was another, supposed another to be in it. Connection. And some other yep. guy as a, was it a priest or something? I think there was some other guy who was cut out of it too. So yeah. yeah so think yeah. of all the extra footage there might be around somewhere. Because this oh. movie just needed more. Right. It? <laughs> That's the, that's the yeah. problem. It just needed more movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye-bye now. <laughs> but that's about it today, folks. Again, thank you for joining oh us for God. another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Uh, once again, this is uh, Jack Allison. Zip Rampy. Adina Broomer. Again, uh, presented by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Uh, fun fact, check out the new series from Head Games Entertainment, Suspension of Disbelief, starring Miss Adina Broomer. Oh. <laughs> and if you watch enough of it, you might even see me pop up a couple times. True. He so, plays a very creepy guy very well. I try. <laughs> but by all means, thank you very much, and looking forward to seeing you next time, next week. It's date movie. <laughs> <laughs>